Welcome back to the Black Belter Podcast. You're listening to episode 62. And this week's guest is Shauna Bannon. Shauna has experience in multiple combat sports. She started in wacko kickboxing when she was three years old and went on to win five world titles and six European titles. Shauna has competed in WT or Olympic style taekwondo. She competed at their world championships and since switching to MMA has went to the IMAF world championships and won a silver medal. Shauna has big goals of making it to the UFC and given her dedication and drive, there is a real strong possibility of that happening. Uh, today I chat to Shauna about her journey through kickboxing, her time in taekwondo and now her time in MMA. We talk about balancing training with being a new mam, as well as her upcoming fight. As always, make sure to like, share and subscribe or leave a review if you enjoy the podcast as that all helps the show grow. So for now, let's get into it. Okay, so what's up Shauna? Thanks for coming on. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. So uh, how, how have you found training so far with like drunk COVID and lockdown and stuff? Yeah, it's actually been fine. Um, I'm still able to get all the training sessions that I need in, in and then I just come home to the baby. So like, I think I would have been doing the same thing whether we were in lockdown or not, do you know? So my life hasn't really changed much. I think I'm still able to do what I want to do. So luckily enough. Yeah. Is most of your training happening kind of in the kickboxing gym? Because obviously you have access there as opposed to the... Exactly, yeah, yeah, that's exactly it, yeah. But um yeah, no, I'm happy with how training's going, um, the progression and the recovery of after giving birth as well, like it kind of happened quicker than I thought. So when this fight when this show came up, I was like, I think I'll be all right. So I was planning on fighting in May or June, but then when I went back training and I kind of like felt myself like rolling and stuff, and I was like, I'm actually I thought I'd be a lot further behind, yeah. but I was grand, so I was like, no, I'll take a fight sooner. As soon as I heard about it, I jumped on it. Yeah. How, how has it been balanced and training and, and the baby and all? Has it been what you expected? Like, or? Um, like my mom and sister help a lot. So I'm really lucky in that sense. So like my mom will probably mind them in the morning and Nicole will mind them in the evening or they kind of take turns between them. So I'm very lucky that I have them because I wouldn't be able to get back fighting competitively as fast if I didn't have them helping me out. So I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. Do you think it's helped like all like having that goal and all that like that fight straight away like like it's not lingering on like you know to come back like you're kind of straight back in exactly yeah like because I think I was like going mad not being able to train properly like I obviously trained my whole pregnancy but like not that intensity you know like red zone and sparring and rolling and like I missed it so much so I kind of just nearly jumped straight back into it to be honest mm. um I went back training after four weeks and I my first class back I was rolling <laughs> <laughs> like I was just like yeah that's fine but um yeah no it's it's like it's all right like I feel like it's it's the same obviously I have a baby there or whatever but like it's it's fine yeah. it's just normal now. I feel like I like don't know what life was before having him do you know what I mean it feels like he's always been there like it's just he's just fit in perfect yeah uh, he's getting into the gym early as well <laughs> yeah he has a gi and everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so so actually so how, how did you get started in kickboxing like where were like where did the kind of journey in martial arts be, be, begin for you so my dad was my kickboxing coach so my dad opened talent martial arts um i think it was actually the year i was born um in 93 so i started i was just like grew up in kickboxing really like you know i started when i was three and even before that i would have been in the gym anyways like you know like in classes or whatever messing um so yeah i started from 
three years of age and then like I started competing at probably about seven or eight um and then when I was about 12 I kind of took it properly serious like I went to international tournaments and worlds and Europeans and that and so from like 12 onwards it was when I kind of leveled up and started taking it a lot more serious yeah did you play any other sports or were you just always kickboxing I done Irish dancing for a few years um and I was actually all right at that one All-Ireland Champions and stuff but um I kind of got to the age where I had to kind of pick which one I wanted to do to kind of be good in one and I chose kickboxing when I was younger I didn't actually really like kickboxing as much I used to kind of be like a messer in the class like I got suspended loads of times I'd be like get out you're done <laughs> but um then I kind of like when I got that little bit older I kind of just fell in love with it and was traveling all the time competing and loved that atmosphere and vibe yeah I suppose I would imagine it was kind of it was always going to be hard to like if you like Johnny say you didn't even join kickboxing you couldn't really quit I suppose like you know either <laughs> I know my dad actually never really put that much pressure on me he didn't like it was kind of just like you can do it or you don't have to like it was never like you have to do this no he was actually my dad's quite laid back like in coaching and stuff so like he he never like forced me to do whatever like I kind of I just liked doing it then after the certain age and it was just a huge part of my life it was probably the most like even in school and all I kind of hated school but like I obviously done it because I had to went to college and done like leisure management and then I felt like when I done that it was like too much sport like so then I didn't want my job to be related to sports because I was like I feel like my whole life is just sport then so uh I didn't end up I done the leisure management office job because I kind of balanced yeah 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 and so one second yeah you can still hear me yeah, yeah, I think you're frozen though. Am I frozen? No, you're, you're all good, yeah. I think it's all good. <laughs> uh, yeah, my laptop seems, yeah, I think everything is good there. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but like, so like when you, when you were competing, even like when you were younger, were you still, uh, were you still successful? Like, were you still winning even as a kid, even if you weren't? Yeah, yeah, I just kind of didn't really, like, care. Like, I still won by not, like, I still trained like probably twice a week, but like, I think then, I was probably around, 11 or 12 when I start kind of like training every day and taking it more serious and um but like even before that yeah I think I was like I took to it fairly easy like I'm not going to say it like I obviously feel like to train hard to get where I got but like because I started so young I think my body knew and when I was that bit younger but I think I remember there was one European championship I can't remember where it was but I lost in the semi-final and that kind of made me be like right now I need to train and I want to win always because that was that kind of one loss that kind of got me where I was like no I need to stop messing in class and start <laughs> taking it a little bit more serious and I kind of fell in love with it from there yeah well that was that your first European Championships or had you kind of won one or two um, like? yeah it was my first WACO European Championship so before WACO WACO only came in for juniors oh, I don't know even what year it was but that was my first year going to it but it was the first year that there was a WACO for juniors and before that we used to do WKAs so that, I think that was always just worlds. There was never Europeans in that. That was just all. I think they were all just, there was a worlds every year and that was just it. Jesus, worlds every year. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. Now I can't remember, on, but like, I don't remember there being a Europeans for that, but maybe I just wasn't paying attention because I didn't really have an interest in it at that stage. I just kind of walked along and just went with it. Yeah. Were you ever more, like even then, like, would you, would you, were you ever more, like more points, more continuous or was it always you just did both? Um, I think like when I was younger I always done both and then for a couple of years I think when I went senior um, I went senior when I was like 15 um, and then I think I focused on 
points more for a good few years. Um, I still done the odd bit of continuous, like probably twice or three times a year, but mainly my main thing with there would have been points. And then towards the end of my kickboxing career, I started down continuous again. Yeah. Yeah. What's it, is it like? One thing I, I always say this to like anybody I've had on from kickboxing, like I always think it's mad that like the, the Irish Open is seen as being like as big as the World Championships. Like, you know, I always ah, yeah, that. like there'd be more people in my division in the Irish Open than there would be in the world. Yeah, like definitely because like I think like in the world you're only allowed the top one from every country, whereas the Irish Open, like like sometimes I feel like let's say the Nationals Championships in Italy, like that'd be harder than some other tournaments because there's so many good Italians in each division so like in the Irish Open there'd be like seven Italians and then like loads of Hungarians and loads so there's a lot more so it is tougher because like although they might not qualify for the world or Europeans they're still really good yeah I like that you have people because like you can do to other worlds Europeans I would like you can only do that one division you're selected for whereas Irish Open you can do a couple of divisions like you can do two or three divisions exactly yeah like I feel like when I used to do the Irish Open You'd do like two senior, two junior, points continuous, team events, grand champions, junior grand champion, senior grand champion. Like you just do all the division because you're like, it's right in your doorstep. Why not? Yeah. Like yeah. you'd have so many fights in one weekend, but it's so good. Like, because you can get so much experience from just one tournament. Yeah. And like I said, all high level matches as well. Like all top people. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. You do uh, ITF Taekwondo, don't you? ITF Taekwondo, yeah. So that's yeah. quite similar to continuous kickboxing, isn't it? Yeah, I've done the Irish Open once or twice. Yeah, like uh, I have the last couple of years, but uh, I think after lockdown, I think I'll definitely jump back in and give it a go because you know it's been you know, to get as much competitions in as I can. Because yeah, because you could uh, just enter into like two or three divisions and just yeah. go for it. Yeah, I haven't done points now. I've only like I've only done the continuous. Well, I might even try the points. We'll see. It's uh, <laughs> it'd be, it'd just be an experience. It'd be an experience, like you know. So yeah, yeah. So did, did you ever win the Grand Champion event? Did you? You did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I won the Grand Champion. Yeah, um, I don't know what year it was. I can't remember. But um, yeah, I did win it. Yeah, yeah. That was like that's a good win, I suppose. Grand Champion and that. I was delighted with that. Yeah, like you said, like even like when you see in the men's divisions, like like so Raymond Daniels and all competing in there, like you know, so like to yeah, yeah, it's Open, uh, Grand good champion, yeah. fighting yeah. someone like you can fight someone that's like ninety kilos or something, and you'd be like. 16 it's like what's up <laughs> but like I don't really think it matters in points it's mad like I never really like I think obviously male or female weight is different but like in the female divisions like I'd never mind fighting someone heavier than me or like I okay we're back <laughs> uh yeah so in terms of like grand champion actually I think you're actually saying that sometimes it doesn't you don't really notice the difference in points fighting like the bigger people the smaller people it's all kind of fairly similar especially like the, yeah the like, well, like it doesn't really bother me I feel like when you're fighting someone that's heavier you have more of a target like because they're normally bigger so um like smaller people are actually probably worse like like the little 50 kilo fighters they're just like ring 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 whereas the heavier ones are slower so yeah kind of I, I don't know I think they're easier anyways most yeah. of the time yeah, I kind of think that even in ta- like Taekwondo, like the minus 50s are small and then like there's like the middle divisions where like there's not massive difference in heights. It just builds are kind of different, you know what I mean? And then yeah. you get to like the heavier divisions and then that's when they kind of just, they jump up in height then. But like there's like maybe three divisions-ish where it's like, there's not massive difference in height. Like there's a, a bit here or there, but it's not, ma- it's not a big like jump. Yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't really bother me. Like I think I'm used to always fighting taller people anyways because I'm normally the short one in the division, so. 
I'm used to that. But when they're that little extra bit taller, like, I don't know, like you're used to sparing people that height and training and stuff. So it doesn't really make much of a difference in, in that. In yeah. kickboxing, in MMA now, it would be a different story. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you're when that was 90 kilos, imagine. They just sit on you. <laughs> Just sit there, yeah. Just like literally sit yeah. on you, like, like literally sit on. <laughs> literally. You. Yeah, like. So then, like, what was the when? Did, so when did you say you started then, kind of competing in World European Championships? Oh, twelve was that? Was that it? Kind of. Yeah, a... yeah, it was about twelve. Yeah, well, I I was twelve when I started competing in Waco kickboxing, but oh. that was when it kind of first started. Then before that, we used to do WKS, um, yeah. and then I fought in WKCs as well, but. Don't really think the level of that is yeah like i i don't really consider that as a world title in comparison to the wacko world titles that i have to you know what i mean even though it is for the people that's won it but like the wacko one just means more to me you know yeah did, did you feel like there was a different level like in the, between the wacko competitions and and uh, like the, the other ones like wk and wkc did you feel like once you enter the wacko like like uh, this is a little bit harder than before a thousand percent yeah definitely yeah yeah like i feel like um in the WKCs and stuff, like, they don't have as many countries. So, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just the standard definitely does a huge difference in the standard. Um, But, like, at the end of the day, it's still a world title, you know? Like, it's still recognised as a world title. So, like, I could probably say, like, I'm actually really... Many times did I win the WKCs? I think six times in like points and continuous. I competed in a three times, so I won points and continuous both um, the three times. So like I could say I have another six world titles, but my racco ones mean so much more to me than the WKC ones. Yeah. But it's just such a same, like, and like that there's so many like kickboxing organizations. Like we have it as well, even with ITF, like there's so many ITFs and like you have people there, like there's some, some of those organizations are, are, are very good, like as well. And like, yeah. the world titles are just as much, but then you have the ones that aren't as good, and like they're still call themselves world champions. So it's a little bit frustrating at times, isn't it? Like it just be much yeah, better. Yeah. Was, like, you know, like someone says, and you're the world champion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's like it's more frustrating when you know, like you tell someone you keep boxing, and they're like, "Oh, do you know this person?" And you're like, "No." They're like, "But they're a world champion," and you're like, "Oh, are they?" <laughs> it's like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. But um, yeah. But like at the end of the day, it is still a world title, so you can't really take it away from someone, but there's just I think there is different levels and I think if like kickboxing wants to get to an Olympic level they need to kind of just cancel out all those other ones like it, there needs to be just one like the way WT Taekwondo is like there's just one and that's it like you that's the level for the Olympics and you can't go to another one and be like oh well I won this so I should qualify for the Olympics I think that's kind of why kickboxing is um like not struggling I know they are taking definitely huge steps forward but like I think that is a huge factor in itself, like the way you could just say, oh, I'm going to have a world championship tomorrow and then you create an organisation. It's like, how can that just happen? Like, <laughs> hang, a, hang a few flags at the tournament and call it a world championships. Yeah, it's just bizarre. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I remember it was Adam Shelley actually was telling me before, like we had the Worlds in Ireland in 2017. Like they were doing some fundraising and it obviously it was the first time RITF had had a, had a Worlds. And like they were doing fundraising, and this one, oh, do you know so and so? Like, ah, uh, he was at the world championships, and like you're saying, oh, they were on in Ireland before. And he and Adam was kind of like, well, you can't really argue and say, like, you're not going to get into it. Like, it's just gonna, yeah, oh, it's yeah, awkward. Like, when yeah. someone brings it up, you're just like, <laughs> but you know, I actually went down and watched it was like, I think the final of the team event, whatever day that was on. 
um, when I was on the US, I was actually going to the, I watched the girls team event and they won, didn't they? That year. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 This, it's the best um it's the best buzz I find like you know it's like it's like everybody just gets involved like even you know, just the crowd or whatever it's like it's just there's just a buzz around for the team event yeah 100% and like it's just I don't know or even tag teams do you do them in uh, Taekwondo? no we don't do it's just it's just the, the, the five teams yeah, team yeah tag yeah. teams yeah we've uh, we've, uh, we've done like a couple of different work, like where you've had three people on a team and then we've had like where, where it was, there was a weight limit on the team so like the males couldn't be over like 300 kilos and then they have like the, the lightest fight, fighter fights the lightest fighter the me- middle and then the heaviest so oh, right. that was kind of interesting as well um it was good but, yeah uh, i think i think it's actually i love the part of team events where well i suppose for the women it's different because there's always only one girl on the team unless it's just the pure ladies team event but for the fellas like you can fight anyway and then when it is the ladies one, like the 50 kilo could fight the 70 kilo fighter and it's just like Matt, it's yeah. like grand champion again, I suppose. It is, yeah. I think the one with kickboxing, the score continues, doesn't it? Like it's a rolling score. It depends on the tournament. Some tournaments do it off wins, and some okay. of them do it on points. Um, normally when it's like the men and women would like so before men and one girl, that one would normally go on points. Um, but the like let's say when the Irish Open, they have like a ladies one, so it's three girls in game that goes by wins. So if there's I think it's more so the competition runs faster, I suppose, because if two people win, then you don't have to go into the next one and then stop after two fights, yeah. you know, rather than the three fights going on. So I suppose it's probably more for timekeeping for them yeah, when yeah. they do it that way. Yeah, because actually, when the World Championships run and the kickboxing ones actually run in City West, I think maybe 2012, 2013. Yeah. Um, I went up for the, I was there the last day, I think, I think it was the last day, and I saw the, it was the team event. Was actually happening as you said it like as mad i actually went to them and the, the one the event i saw was the team event so um really yeah and i thought that like that was rolling score and it was different it was a good buzz about it like that was yeah. the first time i'd seen that the team like that did it be like you said the the four men and the the one one um one girl yeah so yeah it's always like that in the world but i think it's like i think it should always be just girls in the run and boys in the run because it's just like i don't know like i used to when the girls it'd be the girls they'd always leave the girls to last because you try and catch up on the points or else if they toss the coin then um, it depends on the tactics of the team, I suppose. Sometimes they throw you out first, but like, or then they could throw you out at the end to try and catch it up on points. You're like, ah, I'm down 10 points. I have to get back in two minutes. Um, yeah, tough one. A tough one, yeah. especially, if it, especially when it's all the pressure. <laughs> so then, did, did you go away before, just before like you went to the Worlds in Hungary? Did you go to Taekwondo kind of before that or was it after? Do you, like, do you, yeah, you... before. Before I was down. The year that I went to Hungary, that was the same year that I went to the world for um, Taekwondo in uh, Korea. So I think that was in the June and then I fought, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I fought in the June, I think it was June, um, at 53 and then I fought in the November for kickboxing at 55. Cool. That year. Um, and then that was my last kickboxing tournament. Yeah. yeah. What, what kind of made you, what, what made you have, have a go at Taekwondo. I wanted to go to the Olympics and I knew it was never going to be in kickboxing in my time. So, uh, and I had kind of done everything that I wanted to do in kickboxing. Like I won the World's Europeans Combat Games, Irish Open, like all the big tournaments I had won, sometimes more than once and a couple of times. So I was kind of just 
getting a little no I wasn't getting bored of social but I just wanted a new challenge and I always wanted to go to the Olympics and they just kept saying it'll be in the next one it'll be in the next one it's, it's so close and it just never happened so I was like I'm not getting any younger and I really want to go so I was like I'm going to give Taekwondo a go I seen kind of um the likes of Charlie Maddox and all that done it um switched from kickboxing to Taekwondo and like she was kind of the one that kind of really inspired me like seeing her do so well um so I thought I'd give it a go and the best club that was in Ireland well like with Jack and stuff was literally at my doorstep so uh I messaged Rob sent him an email and he was like yeah pop up and then kind of just went from there start competing and learning the rules and everything trying not to punch people in the face yeah did you find out when I heard one like no no punching well I suppose there's punching but no punching to the to the face yeah very hard especially at the start you know like because like they'd be kicking it in the head and you'd be like ah, and then you're like oh I can't put you in the head damn it. but uh yeah no I think like after a while I definitely got used to my first few competitions I did get worn and um, like and then I start like getting better at like not punching in the face but I'd be punching in the neck and like you can only do it on the body armor so like it did take a while but I got there eventually but I always found a kind of uh, strange kicking on the boat legs because like I kicked on just my left leg for years in kickboxing like you'd never really kick off the back leg in kickboxing yeah. um, so I used to find that kind of strange as well um, but yeah I competed loads and, and I, I loved like the experience of it but it just wasn't really for me um, I kind of I'd done it for probably a year and a half and I think I kind of stopped then it was just I don't know didn't suit me I think like I missed punching the, the kicking style for it, it's like sometimes you can get a score and it's not like a textbook kick as such. Um, like, you know, like the way the kicks yeah. are, like they're just, once you connect the magnets and I think I was just like, I couldn't get, like they everyone that was doing it for years, they kind of had their little sneaky ways, I suppose. Like everyone kind of, like in kickboxing, I would have had them like, you know, like, like yeah. little ways that you'd know what to do and to get little sneaky scores or to waste some time or like, you know, like, they knew it because like they were doing it like for as long as I was doing kickboxing whereas I felt like I was kind of behind I started in 2017 so that was in the middle of a Olympic cycle because it would, would have been a year behind already because the 2016 I missed and then like I don't know I was always the shortest one and then like I probably would have had to really fight 49 kilos to be anyway like and I struggled to make 53 so like I didn't struggle but like it was a long road of dieting and being miserable <laughs> deprived of food so uh whereas like in kickboxing and like in mma like i wouldn't need to drop down to that low of a weight because i think like being stronger and stuff is better so um yeah like I, I the experience that i gained and the countries that i got to go and see and the training that i had like i trained with the korean team when we were in korea and like i got to train with loads of different people throughout the time that i was down and it was great and i learned loads from it like different kicking techniques and definitely built the strength in my legs um better as well so it was a good experience but it just wasn't for me to continue in yeah and you got to quite a few countries as well didn't you like you did get to travel yeah we were away beating every like twice a month nearly because i was trying to like build me ranking points to qualify for the olympics um i knew i wasn't going to qualify on points because I was so far behind but the more points I had for the qualifier so you can qualify they do like the Europeans Pan-American like you know like the qualifiers so my way of qualifying would have been through the European qualifiers but like the more ranking points I had for that the better seeds I would have got so I was trying to build and build and build that and I probably maybe 
didn't spend as much time on progressing because I was constantly maybe cutting weight and thinking about the competitions rather than actually thinking about getting better because I competed so much so that probably would have been a thing that I might have done different if I if I could but at the time I thought what I was doing was right and I suppose I did learn in that way as well because I was getting competition time in and but maybe just a little bit too much because Jack was going to so many competitions because he was building his ranking points as well and I was just going well so uh but it was good it's good still tough I imagine though because like obviously you have to pretty much be full time and competing so regular and it's very hard to be full time if you know no funding or anything like that like you can it doesn't sound like you can be very part time you know taekwondo like you're training like a professional athlete like that's that's the way it is like you're training twice a day and you're traveling and cutting the weight and you're doing all out of your own pocket as well (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's always the challenge isn't it same with yeah. kickboxing same with taekwondo it's always the challenge yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah so then when you went from then back from taekwondo back to kickboxing was the goal just it was the goal to win just another two so more, that was then um, and then and then bounce again or no so i was still doing taekwondo when i competed at the world for kickboxing so that was my last one of them and i was still so that was in the november um and then i was planning on just doing taekwondo then um i stopped doing taekwondo in probably the march of the following year um and then i went and i started jiu-jitsu then in the april yeah so and was, um and was that it was in hungary was that the first time you had won a world title in both of them in like continuous and, and in senior level yeah i had only yeah. won continuous in the junior level yeah um yeah, I hadn't actually. That was my first time ever competing in the world in continuous in senior. I won it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. My first fight was probably my final, to be honest. Um, I had I got hungry in the first fight because I wasn't seated because I didn't compete in a pro. I was actually I was in a lower weight class. I used to compete in sixty kilos most of the time. Um, and that year I went down to fifty five because I was fighting fifty three and fifty seven with taekwondo. So I was like being lower so I was like there's no point in fighting 60 kilos and um, try and keep the weight down so I competed in 55 and that um so I wasn't seated in the points or continuous because all my rankings would have been in the 60 kilo division and then for the continuous I didn't have any because I never done it at senior level so uh yeah my first fight was probably the, the toughest like my final was hard don't get me wrong but um my first fight I found it tougher than my final yeah. So when I won that, I was like crying and everything. I was like, ah. <laughs> and you had eight, was it eight fights in total or something? Something like that? Right? Yeah, yeah, I think eight, that's, yeah. That's a crazy amount across a few days. Like that's. Yeah. Well, I've done definitely more in other tournaments, but I suppose the full three rounds and it obviously is higher level. Like sometimes if you're at like an Irish Open or like a, a different World Cup, like you might have a couple of easy fights and then you'll have hard fights, whereas kind of every fight in the World Championships is hard, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, eight tough fights. Yeah. Yeah, it was good though. I actually, I like a kind of whatever way it worked out. I never, I always had a little bit of a gap in between. So I'd have like me points are continuous in the morning, then the opposite one in the evening. So it was, it was all right. I think one of my fights, me and Nicole were actually fighting at the same time. <laughs> it was mad. Yeah. How was that? Was it hard to not be looking at her? Not, not yeah. Yeah. But she was fighting like, who did she fight? And she ended up beating her. I don't know, it was whoever won the world's the year before. And like, I was looking over at the corner of my eye and I'm like, ah! <laughs> it 
Seeing him on the other side of the mat, it was mad. Oh, the, 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 who, who, was, who was your dad coaching then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he ran over to me after because her fight had started first. Uh, so, uh, and it went to sudden death, I think it was, or extra time or something like that. So, yeah, he said before and then came over to mine after. So John Mackey was coaching me. Yeah. Uh, John, John's been on the, I've had John on the podcast. Um, oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. See, well, have a listen. Ages ago, no, it was. Uh, episode three, I think. So he was back quite a while. But, oh, uh, we're at the very start. Yeah, I might actually. I think I might actually ask, see what he come on again um, and talk about some stuff. Uh, yeah, John. He has a lot, a lot of knowledge. Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah, um, very good. So yeah, so I think I think why I get John on again, but yeah, definitely like you said, very knowledge, but very knowledgeable sports science and when also then when it comes yeah. to, like the technical stuff as well. Like so, he's uh, yeah very knowledgeable. Bit of crack as well when you're trying to win. Yeah, I've never actually got to try and try, try and with him, but he was a good bit of crack on the podcast. I enjoyed chatting with him, so yeah. Yeah, he sound. Shout out to John. <laughs> yeah, Brian John. <laughs> well, uh, well, uh, so, so then, like, when she so said you're going to go to jiu-jitsu, so the plan wasn't MMA then, was it? It was jiu-jitsu was the plan after kickboxing. No, it wasn't at all. I don't even, I don't even know how it really happened to be honest. Um, Paddy was changing gyms, and they were training in the same place that we were training for taekwondo and I was looking at the class after one of my uh, taekwondo classes and I was like Jesus that's mad what the fuck are they doing like it was just like because I had never watched it before and I was like but like I had an interest in it I was like that looks cool but I didn't have a clue what was going on like I didn't know what was good or what was bad or whatever and then like I hadn't even really watched like I wasn't really a fan of MMA like I used to watch Connor fight the odd time or whatever but like it wouldn't be one that I'd watch a whole uh show or whatever like I'd watch one or two fights and then I'd be like oh whatever um but yeah so I ended up I was like right I'll just do jiu-jitsu and I'll actually just take some time off compete and I'll just learn a new sport and it'll be like I always thought jiu-jitsu was like relaxing or something but it's not <laughs> I don't know why I had that in my head but I was like I'll do that now and it'll be nice and like yeah I'll go and then I don't one jiu-jitsu class and like I hadn't got clear what like I didn't know what was going on I was like this is mad it's like a different language even the way they like speak and stuff I was just like what is this but then I done my second one so I went on a tourist date and then I went on a Friday to a jiu-jitsu class and I was leaving and then there was an MMA class starting and Paddy was away I don't know where he was but um I think someone was competing or something like that and Kiefer Crosby was taking the class and he was like do you want to jump in and I was like, I oh, like, no, like, I was like, I don't have a clue. And he was like, jump in, come on. And I was like, I don't even have gloves. Like, and he was like, just jump in, come on. So I went in, done the class and I hadn't got a clue what was going on. Like, I didn't even know what an underhook was. They were doing all wall work and all. And I was like, oh, what is this? <laughs> like, help. But um, yeah, and then I kind of just started on the MMA classes from there and I fell in love with it. Yeah. Yeah. And it all just led like as soon as I started, like, getting the jiu-jitsu and I was like I know I want to do this like I, I want to go to the UFC like that was I knew straight away like um as much as I used to get like flung on my head like when I started down the sparring and stuff like everyone used to just double leg me and shoot me on my head and like for ages like I just got battered for months and months and months and then Paddy was like to me do you want to have a fight and I was like do you think I'm ready and he was like yeah so I had my first fight that January so I was in it well a couple of months and I done the fight in January and then that year I ended up having seven fights eight fights no seven sorry seven yeah very active, very yeah. active. Well, yeah. 
what was it like being a bit a beginner again? Because obviously going from like kickboxing to taekwondo, to taekwondo like you you like you're not really a beginner, I suppose. You know, there's a lot of stuff you would have been able to do, but like you say, going from kicking to rolling on the floor, it's much different. What was it like being a beginner again? Yeah, it was. I think like I kind of went in being like. I am a beginner in this sport like I wasn't like stubborn about the fact that like I had like so much experience and striking and whatever I was like I'm a new person at this sport so like I got bashed like I still get bashed <laughs> like you just I don't think you ever stop getting bashed in jiu-jitsu it's just one of them sports that it's like you're constantly learning and I think that's why I love it so much because every time you go you learn something new and it's just on your brain constantly like you'd be just thinking about it 24 7 and you're like oh what about this and what if you put yourself here and so like I don't I think I went in with the right mind frame of not being like oh I'm shit at this like I left it like I just done jiu-jitsu I'm wrestling for ages like I stopped down striking and everything like I done the striking in my MMA sparring but I didn't actually do striking classes I just done the jiu-jitsu and wrestling classes twice a day every day for months that's what I still do now basically I, I do very little striking to be honest I do mainly wrestling and jiu-jitsu but um I just went flat at it and like I think like because I just kept going that's when you kind of learn there's like a day where it kind of clicks with you where you kind of understand it that little bit better you still I don't think you'll ever understand it 100% because it's just like one of them sports but I remember when it, I was kind of like right okay like I kind of know what's going on now yeah. and like you said I imagine like even with the, like the MMA sparring like they obviously know like even in the gym like they know like well you're going to be good standing up so like there's that they want to take you to the ground so it's like they just keep taking trying to keep taking it down because that's just like yeah. you don't have as maybe as big an advantage 100% but now I'm at the stage where like I'm comfortable everywhere so I think like it's more like an MMA fight now rather than a striker and a jiu-jitsu like we're at world of being at the start but yeah no it's, it's gone good yeah so how long then were you, would you have been training then when you went to the IMAS um so the IMAS the first one I went to I would have been just doing it just over a year would it have been it was in the June and I started in the April the year before yeah so a year and two months yeah not a long time and to beat the world yeah. you beat you beat the world champion at that didn't you the, the first fight the Pan-American champion oh okay yeah. still yeah. still like not training that long to go and be, be the champion yeah yeah no it was good it was good I was happy with like obviously my final didn't go the way I wanted to but I still gained a lot of experience you know in that week like I got the three fights in and a lot like there were full three rounds each fight as well so I got a lot of time which is what I want like it's just kind of about getting the most time and fighting every fighter that you can so that when I go professional that I know what it's like like that's why my next fight is like I wanted to fight a good grappler and I'm so excited that like I was actually supposed to fight somebody else um but she I think she's not she was sick at the end of last year and she still hasn't recovered or whatever so um she ended up pulling out and then it got switched to this fight but like I'm actually glad like because I wanted to fight a grappler like a good grappler before going pro like obviously people I fought before were good grapplers but I think she's just a grappler whereas they were kind of more well-rounded people and stuff like that um but I want to prove myself on the ground that that I am a mixed martial artist you know yeah yeah I I planning on doing another IMF championships or is it kind of just get a couple of fights and go pro I don't know really what the story is with this year like there's one scheduled for August and if that goes ahead I will be gone 
but I just don't really know whether it will or not, you know. Yeah. I think um for the first half of this year, I think it's kind of just seeing what's happening with COVID and that, you know. Like I have a plan in my head, but whether it goes to plan or not, like I can't really control it. No one can, you know. Um like last year that was what my plan was. I was looking to have like three fights, go to the Europeans, go to the world and then go pro. But then I got pregnant. So that didn't go to plan either. But I wouldn't have been able to do that either way. So I didn't really miss out on much, you know. Yeah. I think there was only one show last year that I would have missed out on. The Clan Wars that was just before Christmas. That was the only one that I would have missed out on because there's none throughout the whole year. Like the, I was supposed to fight in the March, um, two weeks after the fight that I had in the February, at the end of February. And uh, that was called off because of COVID as well. So like I literally didn't miss out on anything at all. Anything, you know? The training, I suppose, but I was still training. And then like, obviously not the intensity, but I was watching and learning like in my brain <laughs> for the whole year as well. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you feel like at the IMAX that you maybe had, about, like, you know, if you've, I suppose, came to MMA and you've only had, maybe you had like a fight and a couple of fights on this kind of Saturday night shows and then going to a kind of tournament or competition environment where, you know, you're, you're going away and you're a couple of fights. Every day. Like, did you feel like that kind of experience? Like, I'd imagine like the whole kind of just, feel would have been very similar to a kickboxing tournament like get on the plane going away making weight maybe making weight on multiple days having a fight get up fight the next day you know do you feel like that it was kind of quite similar yeah like I think like well all my experience over the years from competing in tournaments like I just took all that with me like I know how to reserve my energy to know that I'm fighting for the whole week and relax and like you see people still making the mistakes going walking going shopping centers going it's like ah no i'm chilling i'll see you later you go do that <laughs> like the mistakes that people make because they think they're on a holiday it's not a holiday like you're there to fight you know um the only thing that would have been different would have been the way in every day because i never had to do that before with kickboxing you just weigh in at the start of the week yeah. and then fight and then with taekwondo all your fights are on one day so you weigh in the day before and all your fights are on one day so um that was the only kind of difference, but I fought bantamweight, so I was walking around at that at the time, so that wasn't an issue. Yeah, yeah, and it is a thing like because it because it is a different mindset, you know, like when you like to the having to compete just like one match on one night, like and then having to get them like when you have multiple fights on one day or multiple days in a row, like it's a different mindset, isn't it? Like a hundred percent. Like I think as well, even like the crowd, like there's not much of an atmosphere yeah. in tournaments, like. Because, like, it's all scattered and, like, you know, whereas a show, everyone's watching you and that's it. Whereas a tournament, there's a few people on at the same time. And I think, like, some people, I think, get hyped. Like, you see that now watching the shows that are behind closed doors. Like, you can see certain fighters that aren't as... It's like they get a hype from the audience, you know? Whereas, like, you have to be able to know when you have to switch on and when you're not. And you can't expect an audience to do that for you. You need to do it yourself in your own head. Yeah. Because I suppose you even get that in the gym, like you know, like in like when you're in the gym, some people are like sparring is like just like a fight, and then other people is like ah, it's only training, and then like you know, you kind of when you come out to know a crowd, it's kind of like ah, oh, well, it, some people it doesn't matter, and then some people is like ah, it's just like the gym, it doesn't really, you know what I mean? It's that thing, yeah. ah, it doesn't really matter. But it's like you said, it's hard to flip a switch then and go, oh no, this is the real thing now. So yeah, yeah I think it depends. So. Like everyone's different. Some people fight better, thinking it's like oh, this is sparring that some people need to be switched on. It just depends on the person themselves. I think everyone knows. The more fights you do, the more you realize what what's good for you, what's bad for you, what you like, what you don't like, what you should do before a fight, what you shouldn't do, and you just learn as you go along. And I think I know exactly 
what I want now, like I'm before a fight and what I need to do, like, because I've had so much experience in that. Yeah. Well, and I know well, how to deal with the nerves and, you know, like all that type of thing. Like, what do you think of the fights? Do, do you prefer watching the fights with the crowd or without the crowd? Um, I think with the crowd is obviously better, yeah. But it wouldn't, like, it wouldn't phase me fighting with a crowd or without a crowd, but it's obviously better with a crowd. Yeah. But, um, like, I don't think it would have a mental effect differently on me, whether there was people there or not, because I fought with loads of people in the room with very little in the room. Like, at the World Championships, you'd imagine that there'd be loads there, but there's actually not. For the juniors, there would, because the parents are there, and then more family members come. And so there's probably, like, for one person fighting, there's probably, like, five people. And then there's two from each country in every division. So the audience for the Junior World Championships and Europeans is, like, huge, and the atmosphere is deadly. But for the seniors, no one really goes with them. So it's just the team. And then normally they're getting ready to fight themselves. So there's never really an atmosphere, you know, the lock wire. So I'm used to that. So it doesn't like, wouldn't bother me. Like, yeah. And then your next fight's going to be behind closed doors, obviously. The, the yeah. 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 So, so uh, well, who, who are you fighting again? What's her name? Um, Her name is Kate. She's from England. I don't oh, know what her name is. She's actually Polish, but she's from, Eng- she lives in England. Oh, yeah. Okay. And uh, it's on Belfast, yeah? Is that, is that yeah, yeah, yeah. Tam Wars, yeah. Yeah, and a wrestler. So, Jiu Jitsu, I think, is our kind of, but I do think she does a bit of wrestling as well, yeah. But like, that's all I've been doing since I started Jiu Jitsu and wrestling flat to the mat. And I'm doing it like more than your average person. Like, I'd be doing it twice a day. So it's like my levels have gone up a lot faster than the average person, you know? Yeah. Do you think it'll take you long to get a submission win? I have one already. Oh, you did. It was it your first fight? Um, my third. The rear was naked it? choke, or yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I de- I've definitely seen it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was buzzing to get that because I wanted to be like, yeah, I, I actually do do jujitsu because like it's mad. People think oh, she's a striker, but I'm literally I do more jujitsu and wrestling than anything else. I think because I have so much experience. Like I obviously still do that little bit of striking to keep it sharp, but um, I mainly do wrestling and jiu-jitsu yeah that'd be a big benefit though because like you said like all your like if you look at like what you've achieved like it's all in kickboxing so straight away people think just uh just striker but you know like you said if you can catch them off guard and have a good ground game a good grappling game like you're flying it yeah 100 percent. and uh how so like how, how long do how long do you think it'll take for the ufc yeah do you have a do you have a plan like is there a, an ideal world how many fights yeah for, yeah i yeah. think like Within the next two to three years, definitely. Um, I want to be in a form thirty, anyways. Hundred percent. Like I, I will be like I'm an active fighter. Like I, I don't take long breaks in between. So I think I'll get my wins up by five and out, um, fairly fast, and then I'm sure I'll be saying hello, Dana. <laughs> yeah. And do you, do you have a kind of route that you think? Would you go, do you think maybe? cage warriors to the ufc or is there another route that you think yeah yeah the cage on? warriors is definitely one that's in mind um i think like the shows that are going on over in dubai and that as well they're kind of linked in well with the ufc as well now so um either of them like cage warriors they haven't really had a lot of professional girls in a while but you don't know what what's going to come back around so um yeah cage warriors definitely or invicta as well would be yeah. one that i'd be thinking of too yeah invicta is always a it seems every second fighter, female fighter in the UFC has fought an Invicta, so it's definitely a, yeah, so yeah. 100%. That would be one that Invicta Cage Warriors, and then 
maybe Brave or UAE. Yeah. So it's pro. Um, so it's pro. Pro is the plan after this year. Is is, is that it? Yeah. 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 Yeah, so, uh, no waiting around. <laughs> I have had a lot of MMA experience as well, and I like I will have even more by the time I go pro. So when the time's right, Paddy will know and he'll he'll be like, right, let's go. Yeah. And was it just by pure, was it just by pure coincidence that you ended up training with Paddy like this that they happened to be training in the same hall that you were doing? Yeah, yeah. And I kind of like seeing he's been where I want to go. So like he, I knew like he had good experience in the game and even though I was starting off doing jiu-jitsu but yeah no like you sound like I think that's kind of just why I was like yeah I'll join that gym yeah because there's quite a obviously quite a few gyms to choose from around around Dublin and that like so um I didn't really think twice about it to be honest that was just the one that I was like yeah I'm gonna join there yeah so uh yeah I think you know you just probably finish up I tend to ask uh I tend to ask everybody if you had to pick a a favorite fighter to watch uh who would you pick (laughs) Um, Shevchenko. Shevchenko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She kind of has that striking background as well, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. Taekwondo background, I think she comes from, doesn't she? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Taekwondo. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure which. I'm not sure which Taekwondo. They never say. They just say Taekwondo. You never know. Is yeah. it ITF? Is it WT? You never know. But yeah, uh, yeah. no, she's deadly. She's very well rounded, and uh, I'd love to fight her one day. Oh yeah, you're the first person to say that that they'd love to fight. Yeah, no, I would. I'd love to fight her. Yeah. I'd love to fight her. Um, she's in my division anyway, so if she's still around when I'm there, I'd love it. Yeah, with the way with the with the run she's on, she very well could be because I don't see anyone beating her too soon. No, no. Yeah. The only thing I'm thinking of is she might retire, but who knows? <laughs> That's it, I suppose. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, I think we leave it there. Uh, thanks, man, for coming on. Really appreciate it. Enjoyed hearing it from you, your story, your plan going forward. Brilliant. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Apologies yeah. for the technical difficulties, but uh, hopefully, uh. I'm hoping that won't continue on. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> right. Yeah, so take care. All the best. See you later. Bye bye. See you. Bye.